0: I'm Martin O'Leary. I'm a composer and a pianist and a lecturer in the music department in Maynooth University. It began with uh, an invitation from Chris Morris, from the head of the department, uh, to write a piece to mark the 50th year of existence of the Choral Society. John O'Keefe then would be the conductor and John, as the director of choral groups, was going to be involved as well. So he and I began talking about texts, and uh, he gave me two different psalms, basically, because if it was going to be performed in the chapel, it would, and if it was going to be in a choral concert, they do sacred repertoire. It ended up being Psalm 94, which is quite an interesting text. John mentioned that there's uh, four lines, I think it's four lines, in Latin, on the floor of the chapel. Uh, taken from a couple of psalms as well, which he thought would be a good idea to include as well, because it would really particularize the place and it's it's sort of you know its central basis in Maynooth. well, it resonated with the celebration of the fiftieth year of the choral society because it's cumbering out our joy or our song to the Lord at the beginning, and that was like, okay, well, there's a good beginning um but also it it um it moves on from that. To sort of, come in, let us bow and bend low, let us kneel before the God who made us, and so on. Um, And then it begins to get darker. Oh, that today you would listen to his voice, harden not your hearts. Ending up with, um, your fathers put me to the test when they tried me, though they saw my work. And then for 40 years I was wearied of these people, and I said, their hearts are astray, these people do not know my ways. Then I took an oath in my anger, never shall they enter my rest. And that's where the text ends. I didn't just want to do um purely a celebratory piece. It it incorporated that celebratory thing at the beginning, but it also had more resonance in terms of doubts and um it's it's a sacred piece. Is it a religious piece? That's a very dodgy dividing line to try and divide in. Um I I think I'd consider myself a religious person, Um, but it was more the spiritual side of it. If I can use that adjective more than anything else, that was what was appealing to me. But a spiritual person in this real world now is faced with doubts. You're confronted by anger as well. So those things resonated with me and I thought, well, okay, it can it can encompass those emotions and feelings as well as the celebratory thing. The fact that it was going to be a religious piece, but also that it was written for a choral society having its 50th anniversary, which would have sung pieces like the Verdi Requiem, the Brahms German Requiem. So the orchestra as well was going to be the orchestra for the Mozart Requiem, which was being performed with it. Uh, Plus, I wanted extras, just simply because I wanted to make it a contemporary language and orchestra i was writing for not mozart's with the greatest of respect to mozart i've included like things like celeste vibraphone tubular bells there's uh some percussion not much but a bit um there's a harp uh there's bass clarinet there's core anglais in addition to the sort of basically double woodwind and double brass orchestra that you'd have for the mozart so it's sort of it's got extras, but it couldn't, it couldn't multiply endlessly simply because there would be no room for them in the chapel. The Bach cantatas, well, to me, he's the greatest composer who ever lived and just everything he does is astonishing. But um, the, the, the cantatas just have such colour. They have such individuality. Um, and yes, they're made up of short movements, but a lot of the time they're unified by either using a particular chorale. Now, I don't use chorales, but I do use plain chant. Mahlers has always been one of my gods as a composer. And I heard the Resurrection Symphony in the Concert Hall not that long ago. The simple use of the offstage orchestra at one point, and also just the fact that the first entry of the choir in that piece is PPP. And usually I've seen it done where they're sitting down when they sing as well. Because they're meant to be almost like a surprise, because they're sitting there for an hour before they sing. So you've completely forgotten that they exist nearly at that point. The Gloria doxology, which is used at the end of a psalm usually, which I chose to use in my piece, is set to a slow chorale that's sung quietly at the beginning. Guess where I got that from? You could not be aware of Britain's vocal writing in the 20th century as well and the War Requiem, but also Tippett and A Child of Our Time, uh, which oddly enough is a secular piece rather than a sacred one, but nonetheless it's an oratorio. And there's John Buckley's Te Deum. And oddly enough... John's piece is centred around D. It's not exactly D major, but it's around D. So is mine. So is the Mozart Requiem. It's D minor. So there's not a lot of D going on in this for some odd reason. But the the, the bookly begins with unison settings of the text. Um, so does my piece. And I, I really thought Yeah, I'm not sure I did it deliberately as an illusion when I was writing the piece, but that's exactly what it is, because I play, I sang in that piece, I played piano in the rehearsals, Uh, so I I know that piece really, really well, and I think it's one of the best things John has written, Um, but the hymn of Jesus as well is also a unison Opening of the choir, so directly setting the atmosphere when the choir comes in was something that I was thinking of. So, if you like the Mahler on one level, although that's used later in the piece, is a model for it, and then these pieces like the Holst and even Britain and the Tippett to a degree, and the John Buckley are also factors in it. You now, Jim Wilson used to say to me that he never listened to music when he was composing. I always listen to music. I, 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 because if I'm not listening to it, it's gone through my head anyway, and. Uh, it's it's if you are writing and if for example I found, oh, I'm doing, you know, the second hymn of Jesus or Buckley Te Deum Redux, you know, it's like, okay, it's time to change something because the influence is way too strong on the surface. So you're aware of that when you're composing and you sort of trust that you will you will find your own voice when you're writing. With a text it's maybe I hate to use the word easier. It's more straightforward certainly than writing a an instrumental piece because you're responding to the text in the music that you write. So that conditions what you're doing right from the start as a, as a matter of respecting the text and trying to provide an appropriate setting for it. If you're writing an instrumental piece, you're conjuring out of thin air sometimes, so it's very different. It is the largest uh, forces I've ever written for, although there have been things building towards it. Um, the piece in Desperate Music Wound written for the uh, Altus Female Voice Choir in Lucan there was about 80 singers in that I did a piece for Lucan Gospel Choir um, Do Not Go Gentle which was sung by them and a choir from Joy Singers from uh, Malta jointly in a concert there was 100 singers in that plus uh, me playing piano. That was performed in Sit Jays last year as well in October by three choirs so it's, it's almost as if i've been inching towards it but not deliberately but they were relatively short pieces when you're writing i think this long a piece there is a sense of because of the text involved that can give you the the structural sense i mean what's definitely true in all the pieces i write is that i i need to have a sense as soon as possible of what the likely structure of the piece is going to be um so that i know where i'm placing ideas and the text can help with that it's almost paternal (laughs) I feel a responsibility to it to make the best of what's there so that's what I've been trying to do in the piece Um, and in any piece I've written really whether it's a bass clarinet solo that's three and a half minutes long or four minutes or a solo double bass piece to like say the the blue toccata written for the piano competition where it had to be five minutes the length of what you've to write determines the inner proportions of what you do um uh So that this wonderful ideal of composition being this imaginative process where you just develop your ideas until you can't develop them anymore and then you stop isn't really the real world at all. Yeah, I want to write something new and no point in duplicating what's already been done, but I also value what's been done. And I I mentioned this in a talk about my music I gave a couple of years ago, that there was a dialogue with the music of the past in my music that I, I felt my music was me talking to the composers, and hopefully sharing ideas with them because I don't think you can deny the music that you love when you're writing. Um, oddly enough, I'm completely off the <laughs> off the radar of this piece, but something that's really important in the choral music I've, I've written because I've done I've done arrangements as well is Brian Wilson and the Beach Boys because I love their music and I I think his choral writing is absolutely terrific. Uh, uh, there's nothing about surfing and about cars, unfortunately, in the Sam text, so I wasn't going to fit that into it, but. You may well hear that his language, it could be there somewhere. I don't know. I don't think it is. I'd never be afraid of not so much writing in the shadow of something, but knowing what the influences are. I think if you're aware of what they are, well, then that helps you to, if you like, transcend them or move beyond them as well, because you're aware of this is really close. I suppose it's what you want to do is to to challenge as well as Dare, I say, entertain in a sacred piece.